I'm riding the wave, Dr. McKenna. This one. Um, <laughs> I'm riding the yeah, wave. You've never yeah. even seen those movies, I'm sure. Like, um, I was four. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, if I take the tissue that you need and put it where it goes, your body knows what to do with it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you didn't make them feel better. Are they more sexually active? What does 250 yes. look like versus four? Welcome to the Zero Downside Podcast with Dr. Wade McKenna, sponsored by MoabTexas.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Zero Downside with Dr. Wade McKenna and Mike Mitchell, as always. I think I want to kick off this episode by saying that I want everyone's expectations of this certain video in, probably for the next few episodes and throughout, I don't know, just kind of what we want to send the message of. And that's more than just biologics, but overall non-traditional things that you won't hear in your normal office setting or your normal physician's setting where you are, you know, thinking that you have the best expertise in front of you when you're going to see someone with a PhD. And I think Dr. McKenna has widened my perspective more than ever I could have imagined of medicine. And I want us to have a broader perspective of medicine like me. And I appreciate all of his knowledge, even if it is sometimes just thrown up in front of you and it takes you a minute to digest. But everything that he says truly does have a larger impact, I think. And that's kind of the message we want to send is something that's not ordinary and kind of out of the traditional medicine sphere. And I hope everyone kind of gains insight, whether it's going from weight loss to diabetes to a you know, annular tear, like <laughs> everywhere it could possibly go. And so I'm opening the floor to Mike or Dr. McKenna, whoever wants to start us off on where we're going to begin. I, I think McKenna and I are both just taken back, right? Like every episode, you never know what you're going to get. And once <laughs> we sit in these chairs, it's kind of like we have our pre-show prep. And- I don't know if she's really mad at me or... <laughs> I feel like you're in trouble. No. I feel like I'm getting the look for sure. I, am- I, I, I did something wrong because normally she like provides us a to-do list. Yeah. Outlines our bullet points for us and then gives us the look when we stray. So. Listen, because y'all know me, I am the marketer, so I'm very like detail oriented. I'm perfectionist. I see it all in this structured, organized, like perspective. And then sometimes that's not how it actually needs to go to get a message that we're trying think, to complexly I, understand. I, I love that <laughs> that I've won you over to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side. <laughs> The I'm riding the wave, Dr. McKenna. This one. Um, <laughs> I'm riding the yeah, wave. You've with never you. even seen those movies, I'm sure. Like, I, um, I was four. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, that's the first series of movies I got to stand outside all night long to see was the second one, yeah. um, which is actually episode five. Um, but we're not going to go down that road, right? We're going to talk about health and wellness. We're also going to talk about the fact that the reason for the shoe game today is because this is opening weekend of college football. Whoop, whoop. And uh, 
home game Saturday with Oklahoma State on the field. So we're going to be. Are you going? We will be hanging out um, oh, he's got with some tickets. of the. Oh, he's yeah. there. He's oh, got yeah, his tailgate already yeah. set up. Yeah. He's got his spots got, in the I, parking I got the lot. TVs already set up for yeah. the tailgate on the other games because we have like a six thirty start time. And your daughter's a senior, right? Like this is it. This is the pinnacle. This, year. Oh, you know, she's already outlined the fact that this is the the last first game she gets, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. But it's oh, like yeah. it's like I have a ten year old now. So you know what we didn't have when I was in school was. Um, there was like meet the teacher maybe, and then you had like, but there wasn't kindergarten graduation, like midsummer nights that like there's like eight events for fourth graders and, and, and fifth grade now. Like oh, yeah. we had like beginning of school and end of school. So now my college student has has picked up the theme of the fifth grader, and so this is her last first home game. I like that. So there we go. So we now next year it's going to be her. First her home first, game since she graduated. Since she graduated, yes. for sure. <laughs> sure. So just just know I, that I tried the, to point out to her that this is not necessarily a holiday, but of course, I will absolutely celebrate opening weekend of college football as a absolutely. holiday. Absolutely, I, I forget. Just remind me again. What 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 are you an alma mater at? What what school? Um, uh, you know, it's a little little school up in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. uh, orange and black, Oklahoma State. Little go Pokes. Actually. Go Pokes. All right. I, I was a Shawnee guy. We we you know there is a little Baptist college there, right? There is a very little Baptist. That was very judgmental, but yes, we have a small Baptist college with a ninety six percent acceptance rate in the med school. Thank you very much. There, there you go. There were only like twelve people in the program, but that's fine. There you go. That's fine. So obviously we lack a little focus and direction today because Hannah's like thrown both. Like I feel like I, I get my feet kicked out from underneath me and in I can't take my, no, no, I'm thrilled. <laughs> I just can't take my, my eyes off of Mike's shirt. Um, Mike has decided scrubs were not showing off his physique appropriately. And so he has a bad bunny shirt on. No, it's not bad, but now bad bunny has some great, you look it up. It's different. Mom, please don't look up bad bunny, but it is Psycho Bunny. Psycho Bunny. And I, I like Psycho <laughs> Bunny. Dr. has been waiting all day. I've been waiting all day to, say, to call <laughs> it Bad moment. Bunny. With the weight loss, I'm not an, I'm not an XL. I'm not a large. It's, it's kind of like a medium for a grown man, right? Like that's that's Sounds the phase like in life. Sounds like It does. It does. Oh, Absolutely. Goodness. Sounds like smim smells. Um, listen, we are having fun. I am, I am really excited about today because we're going to talk about real healthcare. We're going to answer a bunch of questions that traditional medic medicine has failed people on. So mm -hmm. we had a patient this last week that is literally provoked a lot of this discussion this week because it's a, just the abject failure of Western medicine. Um, early 50s, no, early 60s year old woman yes. looks like she's in her 50s mm -hmm. um, and has done everything right uh, way more than that she deserves to not hurt and feel better than she does because yeah. lifestyle change, everything she does has been correct. But, and she's been to five or six different physicians, um, for her pain, um, which, uh, you know, the, the, what I always tell people is if everything hurts, I may have nothing for you, but if your pain is in the more location, but that's not really true on this patient, right? So you first look at the sheet, you're just like, oh, like everything, like it's like asked Ashley, well, what hurts specifically? What's her neck? It's her thoracic spine. It's her low back. It's both hips and it's her legs. I'm like man, like I, I'm, you know, so I'm just, I'm looking at the amount of time. I'm like, she's only got this amount. So like, and I walk in. She 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 got up normally for the physical exam. She does not have a lot of ridiculous pain and discomfort. She's not wanting anything for pain. 
she wants to know why she hurts and why she just can't feel better. Why is she tired all the time? Why can't she sleep? What happened to her libido? Why is she, why is her neck hurt? Why does her mid thoracic spine hurt? Now her low back is bothering her. And we, we did some a series of films and we had a pretty significant physical exam on talk. Her biggest problem is she has severe osteoporosis. She has thoracolumbar compression fractures, like four levels adjacent. And she's been completely untreated through four to five other doctor visits. And no one bothered to talk about hormone replacement therapy. No one bothered to do a lab of what's your, how do you treat, what's the best way to increase your bone density? Oh, well, she's already been on the big pharma one shot a week that you're that one shot a year. You're only supposed to get three years. They did it to her before because her WHO classification is severe osteoporosis, not penia of thoracolumbar spine, lumbar spine in both hips. So when you say one shot, back, back up just a hair, what, what do you mean by one There's some bone shot? density modification agents that Western medicine will give you where you get one shot a year, or you can go through some IV therapy where they do one shot a month with Fosmax, which is actually a good drug. But the only time you would ever do that, it's not going to modify the disease. It tries to, you try to not lose so much bone density. And okay. all the bone density modifying agents that were out on the market, Fosmax, Boniva, all the things that we put people on thinking we were going to lower the risk of hip fracture don't work. And so there is a injectable form of, of a drug that will lower the bony turnover. And so maybe you can maintain some bone density, but what are the what, like what Western, side effects yeah, of so that? They're, they're like dramatic, what is the right? downside oh, oh, of by that? The way, <laughs> significant downside. Right? Yeah. But you know what? There's not a lot of downside of that would have actually modified her disease and take away her pain. Hormone replacement therapy. And modify you know the disease. I think that's important for you to point out. It's like modify the disease first and then that in turn. If, if I make you stand a chance at being healthier, right? Then you stand it, then, then you stand a chance of not hurting, not being so inflamed. So this lady has worked really hard. She Spent can't a lot get her of money bone too density up. From, yeah. done, 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 done calcium, done yes. all the stuff they're told her to do. But not once did everyone just do a thyroid panel or a hormone profile. So we, and look, it's not even if they had done a hormone panel, they would have done anything about uh, it. I was going to say by standard medicine, a hormone profile to you and I versus what, let's just say the major, the big three but labs. She's already so just point that out. Can we so just you, break that down? Yeah. So first? you have to be symptomatic. Yeah. She's already symptomatic. Yeah. Right. So they won't treat your bones density unless you're symptomatic. Well, she has disabling type of pain in her mid lumbar, all the way up her neck, all the way down her back. And she has compression fractures in the lumbar spine from osteoporosis. She didn't have an orthopedic complaint. She has a metabolic problem. And not one time, and she's asked doctors about hormone replacement therapy. She's talked to them about getting some lab and everyone said it doesn't matter and it's not helpful and you really don't need it. And, and here's the problem with that. She's probably right. Had they done the lab, what is considered normal yeah. testosterone levels for a female, is four to, to 50, four to 25. Did you say four? Four. Meaning most labs none. under 12, they would just say none recorded. Right. Yeah. But like, none. And it's, like, it's, right. But, but our lab will go all the way down to four and it'll do four to the lab we use on our lab. The, it, it, it's actually the biggest lab in Texas, but, but four to, to 50. Of so four is almost non, it's pretty four much is non none. Like it's a, four is there might've been something on the slide. 50 is a smidge. Yeah. Right. So, what we would 
want a woman. So testosterone, the, the big misnomer is testosterone's every bit as important for a woman as it is for a man. It's just at a much lower level, yeah. right? So for a woman to have a testosterone that's capable of changing your bone density, lowering your overall inflammatory load, helping you sleep better, increasing your muscle mass, mass keeping you from being metabolically broken, losing your bone density, what we would want your testosterone level, um, well, I don't even need to say we, I don't wanna be suicided on my way out of the clinic today, um, <laughs> which we're not even allowed, we just found out we're not even allowed to say suicided anymore. It's your unlived person. So uh, we have a, a buddy that does, made the producer that. in the corner yeah, of our it's studio. It's an unlived person. So, um, so now we're not even allowed to say suicided. Um, but but in the in, in the interest of not being unlived by Western medicine, it would be great theoretically if a woman could be somewhere between 150 and 250. Yeah. Um, really, especially around 150 200 is where most women start to feel better. They don't have postmenopausal symptoms. They're gaining their muscle mass back. And oh, by the way, that's the level, not 25, not 50. That's the level where you start changing your bone density and you can maintain your mass. So bone is just a live store of calcium. It's a lot, calcium comes in and out of bone and flows into your bloodstream. You need hormonal control of that system that fails as we get older. And so all this woman really needed after all this orthopedic complaints that she has is to not be so metabolically broken, right? Um, I, I think she's gonna have a really easy solution to a lot of her pain and problems that should have been found before you see us. Yeah. She should be seeing us for the fact that people are losing hair after the vaccine. The fact that people's immune response is down to nothing. The fact that we, you know, we're trying to get people lean yeah. and less metabolically broken. And then, and we talk about all the time that the, even though metabolic panels and peptide control and all that and hormones, all that's really, really important. But pain has veto power over all of that. And pain is basically, and, and the foundation of all disease is inflammation. Yeah. And so if we get you in less pain and less inflammation, then you stand a metabolic chance, but we still have to do stuff to help you, right? I, I think and, but on... the fact that Western medicine just completely eschewed any attempt at the easiest, most traditional forms of care is is just disheartening. I mean, thyroid, you know, people, most thyroid, they'll say, oh, my doctor did a thyroid. Really? Well, we'll show it to me. Well, they did a TSH. Did they do a free T3, T4, total test? The, the no, did they do, did they, yeah. Thyroid, did they, did right. they do the, did they do the protein for thyroid? Did they do a T3, T4? And I no. think that's what's important for like patients to know is because you don't even really, as a patient and from like how much I've talk to patients they don't know the details of their labs they just know the general forms the doctor of said it was fine yes and they think it's they look at the lab and see if there's red or not exactly right? well it's not just that it's, it's a lot of the doctors to to be fair they when they are doing labs what they end up doing is they're doing what's going to be reimbursed for the patient's behalf and so they have to fit everything in a box right if, if you're going to look for a diagnosis with a lab you have to have enough information in that box for it to be reimbursed by insurance so they they tend to stay in their their lane yeah. but i, I want to kind but of you back can't up diagnose the problem resets. without getting the lab yes but you can't get the lab without a diagnosis that justifies the lab 
funny all that works. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, and by the way, when they get the lab, they're not going to treat it because they've down. So they're nothing is based on optimal, right? And and to do a TSH, like what if your THS your your TSH is normal, but your thyroid's still not making like a Hashimoto's like Hashimoto's yeah. disease, right? Yes. So there's there's a ton of undiagnosed Hashimoto's disease out there where people have dramatic thyroid dysfunction mm -hmm. but have a normal TSH. And the only way you're gonna find it is to do a more holistic approach to diagnosing the problem and actually get some lab that you can diagnose the patient's problem on. A lot of the symptoms that people have are, are basically rudimentary kind of hormone dysfunction stuff, right? You've used a term a lot in the past, like a walking wounded, right? We've talked about that. And then, and then even in this episode, you're talking about pain and, and pain is the number one motivator, right? Pain is the thing that gets you. Pain is what office. finally gets you to us. Right. It, it Cause you don't you know you're metabolically broken. Exactly. You just know you, you, you're, you're tired. Yes. You're, you're, you're not burning calories anymore. You're, you don't recover from a workout. Right. You're not sleeping well, even though you're exhausted, you, you hurt. Once you add, I hurt. Then people are like, okay, maybe now somebody's going to pay attention, right? You're going to go yeah. to the dentist. You're going to go to your physical therapist. Mm -hmm. You're going to go to your chiropractor. You're going to go to your, your orthopedic specialist or your fellowship trained trauma surgeon. Yeah. The, the thing is, is it's a difference between pain as a motivator versus loss of function. Right. Most people, when it comes to loss of function, that's not enough to get them in the, in the office of, of your office, a clinic, mm -hmm. right? In front of a physician. Um, when we talk about loss of function, it's the simple questions in life, right? It's the, hey, how come when I go to bed, I can't stay asleep? Why am I up at three in the morning? And it's like my day just started and I don't have to be up until six, right? Why is my libido dropped, right? How come after I work out, I feel like death for the yeah. next four days because yeah. I'm over 35 years old, right? Those are the things well, that are Well, it's not a symptom of, of getting older, right? Yes. So older doesn't have to mean just broken. Right. And, and honestly the, the 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 people that come to us for stem cell therapy the people that look up i i, I failed everything else i just need stem cells right like i hate being the the the, the doctor last of last resort, the magic doctor right mm -hmm. it, because because honestly most of what we do would have worked better had we got you in better shape mm -hmm. because then i can get you mm -hmm. better faster and raise your bar of expectations is are I we are we genuinely the doctor of last resort for a lot of people? Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, yes. And we still find a way to, to, to help right the ship. And I like that's what like our podcast is shifting to is like then what to actually expect yeah. from your doctor, from your care providers. Right. And everything. I want to hold Western medicine to a higher bar. Yeah. Than what Good employee luck. physicians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hey, we're look gonna what get, we're doing. We're, look, just so you know, I want to come out right now and say I would never, ever hurt myself. I love my children. I love my family. I love what we do for a living. But there's so a risk if the out. narrative is ever that I drowned or that I was so depressed I wrecked my car off a bridge, that's not what happened. Please start taking a list of suspects because that, like, I have never hurt myself. I'm extremely happy. Right? For all you conspiracy so, theorist fans at home, this is this yeah, is just look it up. Like black out. black regenerative medicine, black ops teams, or what do they call? There it? you go. There was another name for it, but yeah. but it's all, been all, deplatformed. So. Not necessarily jokes aside, but all all conversation on that matter aside, I I think again with the walking wounded, what we're trying to tell patients, what we're trying to tell listeners is. A loss of function is just as important as, as a pain 
motivator, right? Mm -hmm. If you're if you're having a hard time sleeping, if your libido is lower than you than you anticipated, there is an upside to going in and looking at where you're metabolically bro metabolically broken. Well, and the, and the only reason that that's not a, a, just a general common practice for everybody is because it's not a lot of reimbursement attached to that. Mm. Yes. thousand percent. Right. It's not a high ticket item in most no. practices. Mm. And you should not have to go to functional medicine, regenerative doctors, stem cell physicians to be able to have someone do a thyroid panel and a hormone panel on you. Mm -hmm. Like this is the basis of everything else in the way you feel. Right? We talk about peptide therapy. We talk mm -hmm. about stem cells. The building box for all that is every hormone, every enzyme starts as a peptide and protein, mm -hmm. right? And, and so, yes, in the end, is there a way for me to rescue you from a big, painful, inflammatory overload where your cortisol functions crazy, you're in adrenal fatigue, and now you're hurting so bad that you finally come to me? Yeah, I, that's that's what we do, right? Like, mm -hmm. and we and we talked. We're going to talk about today. I think there's a dramatic difference in our function now to a lot of shoulder and hip pain that I think is not as dramatic on the film as it is on physical exam, mm -hmm. and it's been missed by. Uh, and, and the only reason we're going to talk about it is because it's so commonly missed, right. and patients feel crazy when they have a fairly normal MRI and they can't move their arm, and it's it's easy to treat and diagnose, but you actually have to touch a patient. Mm -hmm. You have to examine them. Mm -hmm. You have Confirm to talk to them. That's the diagnosis. You have to listen to them. Yeah. Right. And, and unfortunately not, a, not a big reimbursable code to do all that. Mm -hmm. and, and so patients kind of get left in the wayside. But, but I think that when you talk about fixing someone's inflammatory load in the end, sometimes there's surgery or, or directed focal treatment with stem cells to take the painful stimuli that finally got you to the door out of the way. Mm -hmm. And then we end up kind of backing into someone's wellness, right? So people yeah. come to us for their bad hip, we get their hip feeling a lot better, and then we gotta back them back into hormonal wellness of how did your hip get this bad? You know, it's not that you need a new hip, it's that your, your inflammatory load overwhelmed the rest of you because everything else is kind of metabolically broken. Mm -hmm. So we're really good at the at the end rescue stage, for sure, that's mm. what the practice was founded on. But as we get better and better and more laser focused on those things, and we've kind of taken these big complex issues and kind of dumbed it down to, hey, if I take the tissue that you need and put it where it goes, your body knows what to do with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now you start looking at the patient and saying, you know, but gosh, you're, you're, you're hormonally broken. Like, like, there's no way you're you thyroid, which is normal. Mm -hmm. Like, well, they said they did a thyroid test. Well, do you have it? Like their TSH. Did they look at the active thyroid component of the test or did no. they just look at the TSH? They did, they, most of the time, the only reimbursable part of a thyroid panel is TSH. a TSH. Yep. Mm -hmm. Not T3, not T4, everything else. So there, there's a lot of different things to look at when it comes to well, and hormones, blood labs. Even right. if they did it. Yes. What's listed as normal it, for women. Yeah. Is like under 25, under 50. Well, four is absurd. I four mean, is absurd. It, it, well, anything, most labs actually, um, well, anything under 12, they just write as not, as none. Yeah. Right? So 12 is the bottom measure. Or yeah, negligible amount or in right. And I think so, at the end of this, it's like really sad that it's not even like the doctor's choice. You know, like he's just trying to stay with his parameters. I genuinely want to believe that the guys aren't doing it to they people. They have your best It's not attention. that they don't care. Yeah. Right. They're it's just, that they're a little handcuffed by, yeah. well, and they bought into the, it's, you know, look, Western medicine's, 
They were trained. I think by after it. the narrative of the last three years, I think that we can all agree that science doesn't play a lot of roles anymore in the decisions healthcare is made for people. Um, and that if we bring science back into the equation from taking care of a patient, I think that unfortunately, and, and Western medicine is almost like a religion as far as like, if you step outside of it, you're chastised. Like oh. we have giant target. I've on had back. patients yeah. that say like, my doctor looked at me stupid and said that this is not going to be worth your time, not worth your money. Like don't, that's oncologists telling patients yeah. don't take vitamin C. Yeah. Yes. Like they just call them crazy. Yes. So, so one thing I want to And patients on. aren't crazy. No, right? they're not. They, no. They're looking, but you know why, you know why they're still looking outside? Cause you didn't make them feel better. You if what Western medicine did, yeah. yeah, Western medicine become triage doctors. That's like it's like it going is. to the ER. ER doesn't treat anything. They, they they'll rescue you if you're dying. Yeah, but otherwise they're sending you to someone else. Like they see a there. symptom, they triage the symptom, they get you out the door. The, the and time then you're to go to emergency rooms. If you have else. a big cut that needs some stitches, yeah, or you're having a heart attack, everything else they're just going to kind of patch it, send you to someone to take care of you because they're not there to take care of you long term. Mm -hmm. You want someone that's going to be vested in your health care and 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 join into the journey. Cause we mm. tell people all the time, it's not a one stop, hey, we're gonna do this to mm. you. Yeah. We want you to participate in some decision-making and we wanna focus on getting you genuinely better. Mm. We're trying to not be a religious zealot on Western medicine's behalf. Mm. And when when doctors look at patients like you're crazy, you're just, okay, well, what would your, I always tell people, just ask, well, if your doctor said, don't do this, cause a lot of doctors, oh, stem cells, my, oh my God. Okay. First of all, if you have any cell in your body that's going to help you heal this problem, guess what it is? Your mobilization of your body's undifferentiated tissue to generate the peptides, the very beginning stages of wound but care. But God bless their soul. Just like you said, you weren't taught that in med school. And we weren't taught <laughs> You know, like, but if, what it, always but if what they were doing for people worked, yeah. they wouldn't continue to look for something else, right? Like if, if when you give someone some treatment and they're still going to other doctors, it's because what you did didn't make them feel better or solve the problem. And, you think eventually and patients are trying would, to be resourceful. Yeah. It's their job to take care of this, yeah. right? So if a patient, I'll tell you right now, if a patient goes somewhere and they're not getting taken care of and your symptoms didn't get involved, you don't have to just give up, right? Seek another opinion. You become complacent with... Everyone just says, well, yeah. they told me it was arthritis. I'm like, yeah. so, so, so what? So if it yeah. is arthritis, yeah. okay. So does that mean you just have to hurt and don't do anything about yeah, it? Well, literally. doctor said there's nothing to do about my knee. It's just arthritis. Okay. Well, why not make the arthritis better? Yeah. Why so, not make the secondary symptoms causing your pain and swelling better? I want to back up a little bit because you, you talked about optimization of, yeah. of hormones, right? And, and there's a few misnomers out there specifically related to testosterone. I know it's become more widespread. Like there's more yeah, providers but, now than ever prescribing it, but here's the but, thing. But, but, but it's kind well, of become the auspices of the fringe guys, right? It has. Why, how is the basis of medicine, like hormonal in, in function of the human body, not adopted by, by regular physicians right. to take care of people, to keep them well? That's what drives me crazy is people look mm -hmm. at home right there. Like, I don't respect a lot of the low T thing. Right, like you. Know, oh, I went to low T. Yeah, but did they did they even measure your estrogen? Are you converter? What's your estradiol levels? Like, 
They looked they, at a they, couple different metrics. Right. They sent you a prescription. They have a reimbursement plan yes. based on this. So every That's time right. we see you, if we have a hammer, every problem is a nail, right? They, they and, push and the same that. four codes on every patient. Yes. So, so when I say testosterone, there's a couple misnomers. One is testosterone is more important for men than women. And I, let me let me put yeah, these out I, there first. I, I'd I love to hear your thoughts myth. on it. It is more important for men than it is women. It is strictly for bodybuilders, athletes, and people in their prime that are get trying to get out of major league baseball. Right. So yeah, it's strictly so for if you're if you're trying baseball. to get an asterisk after your name for major league baseball, yeah. that's your drug. But there, there's a lot of misnomers on performance and sexual being and wellness, and it's more Even important mental. for men than women. Well, yeah. hey, how so, about longevity? But how but, about not feeling cloudy, yes. disoriented, mm -hmm. feeling back on mm -hmm. point, having. A lot of irritation out of nowhere because I think, yeah. Like so then let's talk about that from standard, which is four to some other infinitesimally 50. strong. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. It's a small number, 25. right? Yeah. yeah. Up to 150 to 250. What's the difference, right? And, and everybody's going to be different. But for a female specifically. Hey, look, we have patients that will run a little bit over 250 and feel great and they yeah. want to stay there. But what does that and look they're like? Is it, secondary they're just stronger? Symptoms of Are they just better in the gym? Are they more sexually active? What does 250 yes. look like versus four? Right. Well, you don't want four, right? Because then they'll start growing hair. They start having hot flashes. Like you can, like you don't just throw, you you regulate patients, right? Yeah. It, if a little is good, a lot is better is not true, okay. right? You want what's right. Like what's optimal function for the human body? This is not, um, this is not unknown. Like, you know what you do? You look at a really healthy subgroup of population in about their mid-20s. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Because there's no reason for you to not be there. So what is normal for age is not optimal. What is acceptable without a diagnosis code has nothing to do with, a diagnosis code does not mean anything except for diagnosis codes were invented for reimbursement panels and insurance approval. It was invented to tell a physician what you have, right? But it seems to be the guideline that's been but it's used the guy and, and, and it's been sold even to patients, right? So even patients will be like, well, they, you know, they they said that I'm fine. Do you do you feel fine? No. I mean, you sleeping? You have your energy levels back? Well, I'm getting old. Okay. Do you want to be old? Yeah. Like, do you want to not sleep? <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to. You don't I have to just acquiesce. Old. Yeah. Like, I get if you're a hundred. Yeah. 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 Right? <laughs> it sounds a lot like 51 giving up. years yeah. old, and you just give up and say, "Well, I'm just going to be fat. I'm not going to sleep anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have sex anymore. I'm going to lose my hair." Why? You don't like, have to most people, that. like I gave, okay, look, and here's, and maybe this is the motivation for me sometimes because now I'm, you know, I'm not 50 anymore. But I think that I gave away my 20s and half my 30s just to do this job. Yeah. Right. So I gave away all that time when everyone has normal lab and looks great and healthy. I was in school. And until I was 34 finishing my trauma fellowship, that was my first real job, right? So I'd given away all that well time, right? So now I've got a lot of life to pack in the, in, in the last years where a lot of people enjoyed their 20s and 30s. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy school, but- But you were it, dedicated. It, but I, but I, was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was I was laser focused because, mm. you know, as a, I, I, I wanted to, I, I didn't- Because you did the extra- I, fellowship training. I wanted to make Drama. sure I was 
less easy to challenge. I wanted to make it as hard as possible to challenge my opinion. And 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 people can throw stones all they want. And we ne- we work really hard to not ever talk to a patient bad about another physician ever. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't seem like that's necessarily the approach from other physicians towards <laughs> towards anyone that talks to patients about hormone supplementation or about a stem cell. And and, and my my goal is always, you know, well, what do you, what do you think causes a wound to heal? Like if I make a cut on you, it's capillary bed stimulation of a stem cell secreting PGE2 that's the first thing, the first stage of wound healing. I would never let someone make a wound on me that didn't understand how it's going to heal. And if the word if the word stem cell is not used or a pericyte or PGE2 or one of the peptides, if those words are not used to describe how your wound's going to heal, then they're wrong. Hmm. Because that is what the human body does like the wound doesn't just heal out of magic. There's a histochemical process of pathophysiology involved in mobilizing the enzymes, peptides necessary to help you heal the wound. Like you have to do something. Your body needs to be able to mobilize itself. It's all defense mechanisms to heal the wound. Mm-hmm. If the guy's talking about there's no you know stem cells, uh, I, we had a guy the other day tell us there's no stem cells used outside of in the U.S. Like oh, the no. only stem cells yeah. being used are in Colombia or Panama. Outside of, yeah. I literally uh, outside hear that of all or Panama. the time. All like, the questions just, I get. Oh my like, God. So what are what, these compared to the outside? How so are do they these even FDA use, approved? Do they even use autologous cells at all? No. Because, because taking bone marrow is a procedure that you're not just pulling something out of the freezer and sticking it in someone. And oh, by the way, we don't, the FDA, this going to, yeah, someone check my car. Yeah, give us um, what is your the, opinion on the FDA, the, the Dr. FDA McKenna? The <laughs> FDA does not control a doctor-patient relationship or what happens in an exam room or the OR. The FDA controls commerce. The FDA is only interested in commerce because why? Because they're not about science, they're about money. If you control the purse strings to the delivery of healthcare, you control healthcare. So by controlling the purse strings and then selling that narrative mm-hmm. to employee physicians, you control what's available to patients. Now, are there live cellular allografts, meaning from someone else, postnatal tissue graft, after a C-section, healthy mommy, healthy baby, healthy membrane, everything genetic tested, safer than getting your own blood back? Yes. Do you have to go out of the country to get that? No. I'm going to miss you. <laughs> I said I said like four people ever. Thank I know. You, Mike. I, I'm just uh, saying. I, I'm, it is so good. To I'm be gonna. Loved. I'm, I'm really gonna I, miss but, you, man. But from a serious perspective, like, do you? And then we say, oh, there's no stem cells outside this country. It's like, wait a minute. For the love of God, like you realize that you're made up of a system of systems. Yes. And it involves your mobilization of your stem cells, which the biggest source of stem cells in the human body that we're taught that's actually mobilizing is bone marrow. It's the easiest one to get to, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really true. It's just, we don't have a way of harvesting your capillary bed Mm -hmm. because if you, and I love this. So this, there's a model and I don't know how we're going to get here and how I'm going to pull us back from there without making Hannah mad. But there's a, if you guys, if you've never been to the body human, have you ever, there's an exhibit yeah. mm-hmm. where there's all these different cadavers and they're r- real cadaver tissue. Yeah, and the they, horse was freaking insane. By for, the way. Saying, for sure. My favorite though, and where I came upon, you know, there's some foundational moments. Number one, you know, reading Ecclesiastes where it says life is in the blood and realizing that it's not just talking about life, it's talking about all that is the Hebrew meaning of all that is life in that word. There's a bunch of different words to describe life, but, but if life is in the blood and bone marrow is the blood, 
like everything you really need is in that, like the very biblical. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. There's a lot of science in there. Maybe it wasn't talking about that. It was. Um, but, cool too. but they, they yeah. digest, they, so there's a, there's part of the body human exhibit that is digested human. And the only thing they left was the vascular bed. So vessels, so arteries and veins. Yeah. But you know, when you look at the human body and all they have is arteries and veins, you know what you can still see the brain, the eyes, the lungs, the eyes, the kidneys, the liver, the gut. Uh, yeah. and the heart why is that because the vascular density of those structures is so profound that even if you digest the muscle the fat and the soft tissues off of it just the vascular density it still looks like a heart still looks like a brain still looks like the lungs if you were going to design and again we say god because it, it's just it's a much easier thing for me to believe than this happened by accident right yeah. Um, so we'll say if you were going to design the human body and there's some cell that's intimately responsible for your continued wellness, promotion of healing, promotion of your overall immune system or promotion of health, where would you put it where it was most important to be? Where are the most important places for it to be? Everything that you put a really dense capillary bed in. So guess what the capillary bed contains? a lot of stem cells, right? So the, the, the cell wall lining around the pericytes, those, that intimate tissue, it's a very intimate feedback loop. So capillary beds signal the injury and start the initiation of healing, right? So if that's gonna be true and you digest the human body and you can still see structure and function by a capillary bed, that must mean it's pretty important, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we talk about all the time, that the 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 and I am a very a very rudimentary understanding of some things sometimes. The rule of the artery is supreme, right? If you can get blood flow to it, you can heal. But the lymphatics have veto power. So if something's so swollen you can't get new blood to it, you can't heal and get better. Guess what? All that is about really protein synthesis, dysfunction, decay, peptide function, getting rid of cellular waste. Oh, and blood flow, which means you got to get the good cells are trying to get to where you need them to heal. This is not just about oxygen carrying capacity of a red cell. This is about everything your body needs. Arnie Kaplan doesn't even call it a mesenchymal stem cell anymore. He calls it a medicinal store cell. So these cells That's are it. what secrete all the things that the other tissue needs. Mm -hmm. So, so why like the shift? Break it down. Like, we, it's still the same thing, right? Yes. Yeah. We've talked about But mesenchymal stem years. cell is more complicated. Right. Yeah. So medicinal store cell makes it sound almost silly, but that's exactly what it is. It gives all the other tissue yeah. what it needs to survive and be healthier. So what creates the shift? Because growing up, going to school, doing everything else and all of our experience professionally, it's always been MSCs, right? Mesenchymal yeah. stem cells. Well, so, only since 95. Yes. but So some of us were born before 95. Fair. I was. <laughs> I, I, I made the cut. But with that being said, why the shift? Why would you go after that many decades of calling it an MSC to, to the new current terminology? Well, look, I don't even want to call it that, right? I want to, I want to talk about cellular wellness. I want to talk about, because these are the end cell that really is responsible for all the homeostatic mechanisms in the human body that help you heal. Um, but really, it's not even about that one cell. 
So here's the, like, we, oh my God, it, the first hill is the cool part <laughs> of the day. Correct me like if I'm wrong, like the mesenchymal cell, isn't that like the one that can pretty much mold and transfer into yeah, other types yeah, of cells? Yeah, yeah, but I, and I've said Not that times. we do that, but that's what yeah, like, the body heard, naturally for sure. recognizes. So that cell is the pluripotential undifferentiated adherent cells, what okay. we were taught in med school. Yeah. So that cell, you know, in, in, in any stem cell lecture you go to, if it starts out with some guy writing this one cell and it can become these five get up and walk out because that's not, even though yes that's it, it can be true in a lab mm -hmm. that's not how it works in the human body okay. these cells especially in an adult and an adult these cells go to where the where the where it needs help and feedback to help it heal and again we this is the second now here's the cool part but on the same point it the secretions of those cells change the epigenetics of even the diseased tissue like in chronic limb ischemia when you inject stem cells bone marrow aspirate concentrate stem cells amniotic tissue postnatal tissue when you inject an undifferentiated cellular volume in diseased tissue the secretions of that cell are not the only thing that makes you heal those cells and those secretions change the secretions the epigenetics of the diseased tissue too and this is not theory this is really well published so the 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 cool part is that we're changing the epigenetics the cellular construct of even the diseased tissue yeah. because the cells that want to help you heal secrete the things that the other cells need to see to not be diseased anymore like that's not like i we're literally throwing rocks at airplanes right like we take these cells, here's what they do, we kind of put them where they go and they can change the tissue. Is that really that simple? Yeah. Well, you discussed right? it earlier, you haven't invented anything. You've mm -hmm. taken what's already been there, what's already existing. It's what the body wants yeah. to do yes. and can't do it as well as it used to. Everything we do, we're not, if someone ever came to me and said, well, I'm gonna change the way the body does that. Oh, good luck, mm. yeah. right? If you wanna change bad pathophysiology, disease pathophysiology, yes. If you're trying to change the structure and function of how the body wants to work, I don't think that that's, the, you're not gonna get very far. So it's more of like a trigger than a fix. Like yeah. you're triggering the you body to do the what it wants to You want the body to be able to do, do what it, try, it's trying as hard as it mm -hmm. can. Yeah. We just gotta help it a little bit, right? And you can do a couple things to do that. So relate that to hormone optimization, right? There you go. I, I want to. I, I got to do ways, the mic thing. Couple ways to help someone get better. Yeah. If I get you hormonally and nutritionally sound, you stand a better chance of being healthier. Okay. Even if you're healthy and you're older, and now you have some hypothalamic axis problems, your hormone secretion's a little off. Maybe I need to give you hormone supplementation, even though you're nutritionally sound, to get you to a hormonally optimal level. So now your cellular volume stands a chance of getting rid of the pain and inflammation. So now that's the trigger. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. So now we're back to pain and inflammation, mm -hmm. adrenal fatigue, stress, cortisol overload. Now, cool. I'm finally back on the game. Mm -hmm. Right. Now you need me again. But we at least got to get you where I can help. Right. Mm -hmm. The, what is the, the saying you always say where you're like can't grow grass on dead oh so yeah <laughs> so you know you can pour cells on concrete you can you can pour cells on concrete right but like it's like you could pour grass seed on concrete you might get some of it to heal it wouldn't it be way easier to pour it on the ground right where grass grows better on the ground than concrete 
I can pour stem cells on dead tissue and kind of make it better. But wouldn't it be easier if I got you a little healthier so your body knows what to do with the cellular volume we give you? Stem cells are a great option. They're a really expensive option for some things that could have been treated a lot less. Just like the woman, because that's what she came in She came expecting. in for stem cells. <laughs> this woman came in wanting stem cells in every part consult. of her body. She was like, I'm ready. This I'm ready for stem result. cells and nothing yeah. else has helped me. And you know what I did for her? Hormone profile and put her on a little test. <laughs> Our and she's gonna still in the And she's going to feel great. <laughs> yeah. She came for stem cells in every yeah. area of her body. And I was like, yeah, that's that's not like you don't need so that. So what's the end point of care with her? Not end point, but what's the transition? The of beginning care for her? of her journey. journey. Yes. Right. <laughs> is is get her hormonally sound so that we can get her bone density up, start to control her pain, and then with peptide therapy with continued being hormonally sound. Then maybe if she has a structural problem causing her pain, which honestly right now, both her hips look pretty good. The, the only thing in her back is she has compression fractures that are old and she's got lumbar and spine pain that it's all she really needs is her bone density to go up and a lot of her pain will go away. Right. So one of my favorite conversations you and I have ever had, you, you had this discussion about What's the best prescription for me? What's the best peptide therapy for me? What's the best place for you to put stem cells, Dr. McKenna, yeah. for me? So answer the question for me, Dr. McKenna. Where is the best, what is my best option for treatment, right? How, how can you tell me? Where do you start? I got it. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm setting it up, right? The, I know the answer, the but I love, love, I love the explanation that so, he's given. So I can only treat you when I know what's wrong with you right? So the most important vitamin to take is the one you're deficient in. The most, the most important hormone to supplement is the one that's not there. The best place to put cells is where the least blood supply is. But you know what I need to do to figure that out? Talk to you. What are your symptoms? Where do you hurt? And, and then figure out structurally, physiologically, what's the thing you need to function better, mm -hmm. right? You, you don't just throw a new engine in every car that's missing a, a, a beat. You, you tune it up. You put better gasoline in it. You, we can do that with you too. We don't just, you can't just say, oh, scrap this body and get a new one. Right. Like we got to fix you so we don't just leave you perpetually broken. Right. A lot of people are just ready for the scrapyard way before you needed to be. Well, to give up is strong, right? Your your motivator to go see a physician or a provider of any sort is, is always pain. What we're saying is loss of function is a massive indication that you need to go get some help. Like expecting is, you know, not pain, but your out of regulation symptoms like are triggers to go get help and to seek help. If you're not feeling great, mm -hmm. you don't just have to accept. You don't have to acquiesce to to disease, yeah, right? Know this, for every disease out there, there's someone that's gotten over it without our help. We just have to help other people do better and getting their body optimized where it can get over it too. So essentially what we're doing is we're fighting against what people start to call the new normal, right? This is 40, this is 50, this is 60. You know, you're- Well, actually, you know, that saying goes the opposite, right? So it's like 50 is the new 30, right? Yes. So people expect that now. I think that patients are what's drive. Medicine does not what drives us. Patients are what's driving the move towards more overall holistic care and functioning on how I feel. Like 
like you almost get the patient going, damn it, this is important. I don't feel good and no one's tell me why. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, let's look, right? Let's figure it out. Sometimes it's some lifestyle stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes maybe you gotta not smoke. Sometimes it's like, mm, maybe we need to get you off about half the drugs you're on that have been prescribed mm -hmm. you. Sometimes it's not that hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for the patient that's at home watching right now, Right, they're they're on YouTube, they're on Spotify, Apple, whatever platform they're watching. They're they're sitting there going, "Man, I didn't sleep well last night, and I'm depressed, and and things in the bedroom could be better. Um, I I can't get over like this or that feeling. I just genuinely don't feel like the old me anymore." Right? What what's the message? I want to know. Home? Here's the here's the take home, and we're gonna cut out because I know that I've in a, in a very passionate manner spilled a lot of really nondescript calls to action. But I think that for me, we, you need to be able to get a baseline of where you're at. Like get your functional level, do some measures, find out where you're at. Once we find out what's wrong with you, we can, we can help you get better. And, and I think that without being evaluated, without any lab, it's very difficult to intervene and make you better. All right, guys. Well, I'm going to sign us off. I hope that our listeners were able to relate to a lot of aspects and gain a lot of insight and knowledge to help you make better medical decisions for yourself. And as always, I want to make sure that we let you know how much we appreciate your trust. We appreciate the, the participation in your healthcare and we're very genuine and, and, and our passion for, for helping you be the best you you can be. Thank you very much. See you next time guys.